so amazing to have Christ, to follow him and want to be like him. And many times we forget that Christ was God and human. And in our humanness, we are imperfect. I mean, it's sometimes difficult to really accept that, although we do it on a conscious level, but actually live it. And many times our perfectionism comes in the way and is thinking that if I'm going to change my habits, if I'm going to change my thoughts or feelings or my approach to life, things are just going to happen really quickly. Mind you, sometimes it does. I've witnessed that. But many times there's more tweaks. There's more methodologies that we need to learn. There's more skillful moves, so to speak, in our inner world that we need to do in order to grasp the levels of freedom that we have and really produce the transformation. And many times as we get perfectionistic, so to speak, we forget that. And when we fall, when we are experiencing the same feeling that we're trying to get rid of, so to speak, or the same uncomfortable thoughts that we try not to have or habits, or behavior, or responses that we give, right? Our state of being. When we don't get that change, we get helpless. We feel like maybe our faith is not strong enough. We've done something wrong. Maybe it works for everyone else, but not for me. And I'm here to witness to say that this is not the case. Actually, there is this mindset that change happens I've done, I've learned it, now I should just fix myself. And it doesn't happen this way. There are actually three phases that we move through change are very subtle, and I don't hear people talk about it. So I encourage you to dive right in, and I'll explain the science behind it. And also, what is it? What are these three phases that could help you? So stay until the end where I I, I really unpack this. So you can get the tools and continue to grow in Christ, continue to serve others with joy, with energy and peace, and really move towards your higher potential. And if you know me, welcome back. If you don't know me, I'm Dr. Yuana Popa from Team for the Soul. I'm a spiritual care life coach, professional and trainer, and I bring decades of being a physician, educator, psychiatrist, and life coach and theologian, and now I'm doing mostly spiritual care and life coaching. And I'm passionate about helping professional Christian women and servant leaders in whatever walks of life. And with that, I invite you to let's learn what are those three steps for change are very subtle that could help you sustain your habits and your rituals and will encourage you to stay on track with eyes fixed on Christ. And with that, let's dive in. So as I accompanied so many people throughout my journey for decades and having very intimate and deep conversations with people, because that's what I do. People come to me and they share their most intimate thoughts and emotions and they trust me and I hear and get to guide them. I've noticed some patterns and many times perfectionism jumps right in and it's not our fault that we do that. There's some expectation that I've seen it coming from so many arenas, so to speak, that I want to shed light because I don't hear people talk about it. 
I haven't heard this perspective. So you might want to download this episode and come back to it often. This idea that I can do something and I can make a big impact. And then that big impact is going to be sustainable throughout my life. And then I live happily ever after. I want to share that this is actually starting with when our kids and watching movies, right? Isn't that many of the children movies are, you know, something happened, there's a dilemma and boom, there's an intervention. And then there's this amazing enlightenment. I mean, think of Cinderella and Snow White and the Beauty and the Beast, all the way to all the movies that we've seen. I mean, and obviously for us as adults, adult movies always have that. They have a drama, they have a pain point, and then something moves through one's resolution. And then there's something amazing that happens and there's a transformation and then it lasts including romantic movies, right? There's happily ever after, but any other movie, just watch for that pattern. So it starts in a main culture, but there's many other arenas where this idea that there is a intervention and then there's a profound change and it right away, and then it's sustainable right away that happens. For example, in mental health, we have so many medications now they're being very helpful as a psychiatrist, Mind you, I prescribed in the past medications and they're so helpful. I've seen life changed. But if we only think and believe that a medication will make us happy for the rest of our lives, ain't happening. Medications, all they do, they take the edge off and they balance our neurotransmitters in such a way that will make us back hole, so to speak, so then we can live our lives. So instead of feeling like we're carrying a mountain all the time, it's going to feel like less on our shoulders. Okay, we have a backpack and there's some hill that I have to go up, but it's not so intense. But many people come to psychiatrists thinking, just give me a medication and I'll resolve all the problems and it's done. Can you see how that mindset it's in there as well? I'll give you another example. Many therapeutical interventions, they also have this idea, well, you only need to do this, 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 step one, step two, step three, and it's going to produce change. But if you've ever been in therapy, and I've done my own work in therapy, you'll discover soon that change takes time, right? And it's not such a, okay, one, one deal, and then we're done. Another example, people that have strong addictions, right? They think about how can I change my mindset? What can I do so I can actually stop a strong addiction? And mind you, things happen. I've shared my story about stopping smoking, you know, as shifting through identity level. But those changes need to be happening in a specific pattern, concentrated pattern to really have the highest percentage of change. Many times it's much, much more difficult. But here's what I want to share with you. And lastly, from a Christian perspective, what I've seen happening is that we have this idea that if we give our life to Christ, all of a sudden our whole life is going to be different. We're not going to encounter difficulties. It might be that maybe you've converted from a different faith to Christianity, right? And we're like, oh my goodness, now I have the mind of Christ. Or maybe you're used to the traditional pathways of go to confession. And you're like, okay, I'm going to confess and I'm going to have a huge transformation. Mind you that that can happen. But in general, we're going to experience sometimes a rebound. And this is where perfectionism can get us into trouble. 
because then we think, oh, I failed. I'll give you another example. Uh, let's say with burnout and stress, right? We might get on a good path. We finally learn some great skills and then, or might go into a vacation or a retreat and we feel profound transformation. But then we go back to work, thousands of emails coming back, more work and now also family and church responsibility. Everything is catching up with us and we're like, oh my goodness, what's happening? So when we feel like, we have this expectation that I'm going to do a change and then that's just going to continue unshaken. It can give us into trouble. And I'll explain why. Because then we started getting hopeless. After a few cycles of this, we're going to be like, well, wait a minute. What's going on? Why am I going back? Why am I not living the way I want to live? There must be something wrong with me. Maybe I am just not well equipped. Maybe um, I cannot be changed. I'm kind of a hopeless case. I hear that all the time. And this is usually not like a forefront thought. This is more like in the background. So as we pause, and that happened to me, like, what's going on here? Uh, it's probably I cannot change. Or maybe my faith is not strong enough. Maybe I need to be more humble. Or maybe I need to do more of this or that. I can. I need to get another book, spiritual book. I need to get to another podcast. I need to do this or that. Here's what actually is happening. And I'm going to unpack this. Actually, the mindset, stepping back, the mindset is not accurate to how change actually really happens. And that's what I'm going to unpack today. And before I do that, I want to share with you a psychological research by Dr. Carol Dwake. She talks about growth mindset. And I just love that. I used to teach that in workshops to my high school students and also teaching psychology classes in, in college. It's so essential to think, wait a minute, the fixed mindset says something like this. I'm encountering an obstacle. And that means if I'm encountering, I'm doing, there's something wrong with me. Versus growth mindset is, oh, I'm encountering an obstacle. This is an opportunity for me to grow. Can you see the difference? And I'll give you the example from ice skaters. I used to love ice skating, but this is such a, any, any athlete will know that, but Ice skating, especially because there's so much falling on ice involved. I used to watch this and love this, but think about it. If you see at the Olympics, a beautiful ice skater and they're falling one time or they don't fall at all. And it's just so beautiful, mind blowing, right? Triple excellent. Why not? And actually what we don't see is that through all their training, they fell thousands and thousands and thousands of times. And this is not a bad thing, actually. From a medical perspective, from a brain perspective, this is how our cerebellum, which is a part of our brain kind of in the back here, who holds the visual patterns of the moves, this is how cerebellum works. It grows through mistakes. Oh, if I move my body like one degree, I'm going to fall. But if I just shift a little bit, oh, now I'm staying. So this is how we learn subsequent falls. So God already ingrained in us 
this idea of growth this way and that there is no failure is just growth. That's why I love how in ancient Christian faith, the definition of sin is not some moral injury. It's actually missing the mark. God, the God of the universe, has so many beautiful laws. And when we miss the mark, we ignore maybe some laws in his beautiful universe, we're going to suffer some consequences. But the minute we turn back, we're back on track towards being one with God. So now with this background, let me bring it back to the three phases, how change really happens. And I want you to remember them because this is so helpful. So let's say you are changing a habit, you're changing a behavior, you're working, maybe changing your the way you respond to emotions or to your thoughts, whatever that change is. What I want to invite you to think about that we are aware, right? We have awareness. You heard me talk about this. If not, just check some other episodes that I have in here. We have what's called true self or awareness or the image of God in us or the soul, the spirit. There's something inside us watching that's perceiving everything that we're going through. And that awareness is key. So that awareness, sometimes they see us, okay, I want to change a habit, but now I just fell again. And when we fall, many times we feel the same quality. What do I mean by that? Okay, if I'm falling on ice, yes, it's the same quality. I'm still falling. I still might get injured, right? So let's say I'm trying to change an emotion and not get into hopelessness or helplessness or just feeling I'm so distant from God or so sinful and, and shame. When we, let's say we, you, you figured out a way, you've got a methodology, someone helped you with a methodology of change and you apply that, you model that. When you actually experience again the feeling, or it could be a thought, a disturbing thought, you might feel like it's the same quality. You get the same depth. But what's going to happen though, many times we think, oh, uh, I'm back square one. You're not square one. Because the awareness, this overarching way of being that's connected with God has actually caught it. You just noticed it. Oh, I'm experiencing it again. This is the first phase of change. When we experience and we notice, we're aware that we are falling into the same habit and it's still, it's happening after the fact, all right? And although it feels the same quality, it's usually shorter in duration. So that's what I want you to look for in this phase. What's the duration? Maybe before I would stay in it for a couple of days, and now maybe it's just one day. The first time I touched the depth of my anger as I was triggered by someone, it lasted for three days. But then in time... But I stopped, I blocked myself for, I realized, okay, I cannot control my emotion, but I can control how I respond to them. So the first time I just blocked my response just to stay with my emotion and the emotion lasted for three days because I wanted to follow Christ's intention, be angry, but do not sin. So I'm like, okay, I'm not sinning, but I'm going to experience my emotion. 
And then I had more, once my emotion calmed down, I had more frontal lobe, you know, my, my brain came back online and I was able to think more. I had, first of all, I had more compassion for the other person. I kind of started to see their perspective, even I didn't agree with it, but at least I saw it. I saw their perspective. That was a very important step. And then I was able to respond, but I noticed it after the fact, right? I mean, I noticed in the middle, I didn't know what to do, but after the fact, it became clear. Later, the duration started to go down from three days, maybe to two days, from two days, maybe to one, and so on and so forth, maybe to just a few hours, maybe to just a few moments. The second phase of transformation is this. You actually start catching it while it's happening. This is huge. So you're still noticing the same depth of quality of maybe emotion or turmoil or thought, whatever it is but you're noticing while it's happening and you're like, whoa, I'm hit by a bus right now, so to speak. <laughs> I, I, what just happened inside my inner universe, but I'm aware of it. See that 1% awareness or how much it is, that internal family system is called unblending. See, unblending in internal family system doesn't mean that I have to be fully peaceful and kind of a Zen mode. No, I'm just aware. I'm aware that I'm aware. I'm aware that something else is going on here. So that's the second phase. And when we're in the second phase, we're aware in the middle of it. It's helping us as well to get shorter and shorter and shorter. And then the third phase is when we start catching it ahead of time. Like, oh, I know the signs. I can feel the reverberation inside of me. It's happening. And I can actually do some skillful interventions to and have more choice. So I don't have to go into the same rabbit hole. Type in the chat if this makes sense. Because this is essential. And when I explain this to my, my clients and my students, they really get it. And it helps because otherwise we can get into the, what's wrong with me? I'm hopeless. I'm helpless. I don't know what to do. I can never change. And then we're back into our habits versus realizing, no, there's progression. It's just very, very subtle. But there's hope. Okay. This is where the hope lies. So before I wrap this up, I'm going to summarize the three phases. So at the beginning, remember all the transformation and whatever we want to do. Sometimes could be fast. Sometimes it takes a longer time. But there is a progression here, especially if we're trying to change a repetitive conditioned pattern, meaning a pattern that we found ourselves doing for years and years and years. Initially, we are going to, once we have some sort of a insight or awareness of change of our identity, a nice methodology that someone skilled shared with us, we're going to catch it after the fact. And when that happens, start thinking growth mindset. It's kind of like the skater who fell on the ice. It's after the fall. Oh, I just fall. So that's the first phase. So then what's most important here is to be aware of it, not to get into shame and blame and hopelessness and helplessness. Imagine the ice skater that's starting to feel, oh, I'm so bad. I don't know how to skate. Like, no, just go back on the saddle. <laughs> just go back on the ice and do it again. Right? So growth mindset. It's not a mistake. It's not a failure. It's an opportunity to grow. 
And then in time, we're going to catch it sooner and sooner and sooner. Second phase, we are catching it in the middle. We are aware. So imagine the ice skater, while they're preparing, all of a sudden, they're noticing their body is misaligned, right? And they might try to correct it. It might work or not. They might still fall, but they're catching it while it's happening. So it's the same for us when we're trying to change our emotions, our behavior, our pattern. All of a sudden, we're like, oh, I'm doing this again. And what's important here is, again, to remember not to shame, blame, getting into old patterns, because that would pull us down again. It's like, oh, isn't that interesting? I'm doing that, but now I'm catching it sooner. So the goal will be to catch it sooner and sooner and learn even more methodologies, more techniques to switch and have freedom in the moment when we are triggered in in the bundle of emotions and thoughts or behavior. And the last phase, which is exciting, which you are moving towards, we are moving all the time towards that, is to become aware before it happens. And this requires some skills as well and techniques, how to identify the early signs for that, because usually they happen really fast in nanoseconds to catch it before and have freedom in the moment. So then you might not fall again. So for an ice skater, because they practice this so many times, the cerebellum is already set. So they already tried all the mistakes in the world. So the cerebellum now has the pattern and is able to catch an imbalance really early on and not even fall. Well, I hope this helps you and blesses you knowing how change happens from an awareness. It's a subtle way of perceiving change, but it's very helpful, especially when we get into the same kind of quality of event that we had. So watch for the duration to get shorter. Watch and also about catching it right right after. Make that goal right away. Get back on the saddle or while it's happening, I ask for a timeout. I say, I'm going to come back and have that conversation and not just go in the direction that I've gone for about 10,000 billion times, right? And then catch ourselves until in time, the brain will really learn because that's how God programmed us to learn, to catch it really early and have choices in the moment and freedom. And with that, I'm going to end with a prayer. To God, thank you so much for this insight that you gave me through just the practice and experience and having a chance to hear from amazing beings, their experience of their thoughts and their emotions. And thank you for giving the opportunity to also test this way of being and see the fruits because these fruits are your fruits, are not mine. And I'm excited to see how also psychology is catching up with this in terms of the psychological growth mindset. May you bless the scientists, the psychologists, but also all the theologians, all the coaches and guides and therapists, and especially the listener in her vocation, whatever she is doing as a follower of you, Christ, that you bless her, you bless her family, and you give her insights and wisdom, and you bless her in this moment. I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. May you be blessed. And I hope this episode is blessing you. And until next time, I say goodbye for now.